0: pro fans all over the world we welcome you to the Pro Fan arena where prolific sports fandom a desire for wisdom in life and work for the purpose of glorifying god through our gifts and talents all rumble together thank you for joining us now introducing your starting lineup standing five feet nine from the university of take responsibility Playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the Pro Fan League arena. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive, he has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now take a trip back to 1994 with me, lace up your L.A. gear light-up sneakers, and let's talk sports. What a cultural phenomenon the L.A. gear light-up sneaker was. I was walking into church on Sunday, and I see this young man come tearing out of the church building into the parking lot. He was moving with purpose on a clear mission. I don't know what his big why was, but I was attracted to his sneaker game because every time he took a step, it was an explosion of light. Now, they were not LA gear classic light up sneakers, but... It took me back to yesteryear, and I remember as a little person, you'd be walking through the grocery store, and you'd see that young fella or young lady with that pair of sneakers that lit up with a bright red light every time their foot hit the ground, blinking. My shoe game is epic. The LA Gear light up sneaker. I'm kind of surprised we have not seen in a world where we are remaking all the old classics and trying to portray them as new ideas. I'm surprised we have not seen a reboot of the L.A. Gear sneaker. It's not hard for me to imagine somebody uh, walking into an NFL game or an NBA game or an NHL game rocking LA gear light up just for retro sake. But I don't think it's out there. I don't think it's out there for purchase. I don't think LA gear is out there for purchase. Now, admittedly, I did not research that to the end. So, if LA gear is out there, my deepest apologies. This... Would be interesting to see if they just came out with like a vintage selection. A vintage taste. Produce 100. Bet you P.J. Tucker would buy a pair. P.J. Tucker is an NBA player known for his shoe collection. It's incredible. The dude has like thousands of shoes. But I don't know if he's got a pair of L.A. gear Light-ups in his collection. While we're thinking about 1994, playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins back in the early 90s was a gentleman by the name of Yammer Yager. Yager has turned into the stuff of folklore because it seems that he has found the fountain of hockey youth. He is not a young man anymore. But he continues to play hockey. Last I heard, he was still playing hockey in his hometown. Uh over in Europe or uh he's he's still playing hockey, not in the USA. He's playing it internationally in like a small international league. Last time I heard. But he was back in Pittsburgh, where he had some of his most memorable hockey play, to have his number 68 sweater hoisted into the rafters. No one, wear, no one will wear number 68 for the Pittsburgh Penguins ever again. But what is remarkable about Yager's career is not just his game on the ice, his incredible durability, his ability to be available. It's his mallet. If you need a visual treat, Google Yammer Yager mallet. His mallet is maybe. Like the Mona Lisa of hockey haircuts. His mullet should perhaps have had its number retired. Yammer Yager wore number 68. But his mullet is so fantastic that it probably should have wore number 69. And it too should have a place in the rafters. I don't know what the sight of a good mullet stirs in you when you see that business in the front and the flowing party in the back. But I know for me, when I see a well-manicured mullet, it screams discipline. The person who's taking the time and effort to cultivate Such flowing hair has discipline. It screams artistic excellence. It screams put me on your team. Just like the name Gunner Wolf stirs courage in a man. I do believe a mullet can do the same. I'll tell you this. Every time Yager skated out there on the ice for the face-off, whoever was near him, whoever was around him, they felt the presence of his mullet. Part of this man becoming an institution in the NHL was his tremendous mullet. In the spirit of mullets, my brother, like a year and a half ago, sends me this link to mulletchamp.com. Mulletchamp.com. com, And I was transported into a world that I couldn't have imagined, frankly, where you can buy T-shirts, They have a mullet national championship every year across a variety of age groups and categories. Let me tell you. If you're looking for a a shot of inspiration, mulletchamp.com. The the haircuts on that website are... It's wild, man. This is This is uh man, the United States of America such a unique place. Free markets. Uh the American need to be entertained. I'm not trying to go there. I'm not I'm not trying to cover that today. But I bring up mall at champs.com and I look here. I look at the t-shirts they're selling. I mean, the, the website is quality. What they're doing, there is like clear quality here. But uh it's... The rest of the world has a lot of ideas about America. And... uh part of part of what builds our reputation around the world is is ideas like this MulletChamp.com. i will say this about MulletChamp.com. they are not they're not my like business of the month business spotlight but they take donations and 100% of the donations go to jared allen uh, I believe it's the Jared Allen who played in the NFL Who had a tremendous mullet as well And a Fu Manchu uh, 100% of donations go to Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors To help U.S. military veterans And it looks like they made over $220,000 last year And uh, they raised it And it was donated to, to veterans of the, of the U.S. military The ultimate showdown for the most epic mullet. This dude has a Hulk mania shirt on. It's incredible. It's incredible. Sponsored by Frito-Lay. Mulletchamp.com. Thank you to Yammer Yager for excellence on the ice excellence in the hair game thanks to Yammer Yager for taking me down this rabbit trail on mullets and their significance in American culture and thank you to uh, Primanti Bros and Sports Clips who Sunday when they (laughs) honored Yager the team all came out wearing mullet wigs the majority of them And the Sports Clips in Pittsburgh was giving free mullet haircuts outside one of their locations for three hours. And if you went and got a mullet haircut, you'd get a free Primanti's sandwich every week through the end of the Penguins season, including the playoffs. In 806 games with the Penguins, Yager recorded 1,079 points. 439 goals, 640 assists. Believe me, this man was just not a pretty mullet. He could play hockey too. And uh, he ranks only behind Wayne Gretzky for the most points all time and holds the NHL record for game-winning goals with 135. He's an incredible hockey player. With an incredible haircut. So, thank you to Yammer Yager. Thank you to LA Gear for light up sneakers. Maybe we'll see a resurgence in that trend. My final thought, mall at champ.com. I think they have a relationship with Jared Allen, but it would be in their best interest to also build a relationship with Yam or Yager, maybe make him honorary commissioner of mulletchamp.com. The bounce, the bounce in his hair is just remarkable. We're coming off NBA All Star weekend. The three point competition was fun. Sabrina Inescu versus Steph Curry in the three point competition was fun. I would love to see Caitlin Clark shooting next year as well in that event. It was a good time. Steph Curry is an unbelievable shooter, and I thought what was interesting about the coverage of Steph Curry is how it's it's not even a debate amongst NBA circles that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter the game has ever seen. Like people people just say, yeah, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter. In a league where everybody's jostling to try and prove that they are the best at something, it's not even a debate. Steph Curry has done remarkable things in his career. The game, which had almost 400 points scored in it, is drawing the ire of the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver. He wants to see a competitive game. He was not impressed with 400 points scored. But the players seem not to care. Damian Lillard, who won the MVP, was basically like, ho-hum is what it is. The most impressive, Anthony Davis from the Los Angeles Lakers is on record saying the most impressive thing he saw the other night in the All-Star game was the halftime show with the guys dunking off trampolines. And that is impressive. I shared a couple weeks ago, I saw that very same thing. And uh, it is wild. But I think what's plaguing the NBA as far as NBA All-Star weekend Has nothing to do with basketball. Has nothing to do with competitive spirit. I think Vince Carter summed it up for us. On the Run It Back show, which is a a different podcast, Vince Carter played in the NBA for 22 seasons. And he offers himself as a mentor to young players in the NBA if they need help. But in a variety of interviews, he talks about how nobody asks him for help, or very few actually ask him for advice. And his quote is this, Young guys are harder to talk to now because of the money they are making. It is just the reality. Young guys are harder to talk to now because of the money they are making. It is just the reality. Most of the guys at the All-Star game the other night, the 24 players who were there, the large majority of them are making over $30 million a year. And I think the reason that you're seeing a lack of competitive drive that you're seeing them not want to play defense and then hide behind oh we don't want injuries and that's that could be true maybe they don't want injuries but i'll tell you this if you go back through nba all-star game history and look at the amount of injuries that have happened even back in the 80s and 90s when guys were playing hard there's not many there's not many I think the NBA, is, the NBA players are using the fear of injury as an excuse to not have to play hard, and they know that they are in a position of great strength because of the NBA Players Union, because of the money that they make, because when they look around Indianapolis in the field house, it's packed. It's packed out. Lower bowl, full of the who's who of the celebrity world. It's a spectacle. And they know that they don't have to play because the people are still going to come and they're still going to get paid their money. So there's no incentive for these players to play in their minds. I would disagree. The incentive to play could be do everything as unto the Lord. We are getting paid a wage. They are getting paid an incredible wage to be on the floor, giving a fine effort. So to honor that wage, to honor the Lord and to Respect the fan who is paying hard-earned money to be there, they could give a great effort. But instead, they don't, and then they write it off as I don't care. I know a decent amount of folks listening to this show, I've talked with you, are like, this is why I don't like the NBA. And last year's NBA All-Star game had the lowest ratings in like 20 years. Adam Silver, the commissioner, sees this. He knows. He knows that this is hurting the brand. And they're going to try and fix it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the only way that you're going to get the guys to play is if you continue to give them opportunity to make more money And that's because this is what sports is increasingly becoming about. More money. College football is being tarnished in a chase for money. College basketball is being tarnished in a chase for more money. The NBA All-Star Game is tarnished in a chase for more money. And what's interesting is the players... The players aren't leading one another in ways that are helpful here. The players are like, oh, I don't want to be the guy that looked like they played hard. You don't want to be that guy. You're going to make the locker rooms mad if you go out there and give a good effort. I was also reading a different article. So there's a a number, across sports, there are many stories where Athletes make all sorts of money in their career, and then within a few years, they don't have any money. And I thought it was really interesting in that interview, a young player was being interviewed, and he said that the challenge is when you're playing on a team where two-thirds of the team is making really, really significant money And then you're a rookie and they invite you out and they're going to a restaurant that you can't afford, but you want to go. You're forced to spend money that you don't have to be part of the team. And he was talking about how often in those situations, the veterans who are making tremendous money won't help out a young guy. So the young guy is put in a position where if they want to be part of the team, they're going to have to spend money they don't have. At a ridiculously expensive place. And this sets a culture. This sets, this sets an idea of if you're going to be in the league, you're going to have to spend even if you don't have the money. And for some of those young fellas, they're not good enough to get that huge contract. But the guys who are good enough, like the NBA All-Stars, who are making the exorbitant contract... They're setting up these young folks with an idea of, oh, this is the life you have to live. Now, to Vince Carter's credit, he's trying to be a mentor. He's trying to help young players find a different way. But they just don't want it. There's so many lessons inside of this for us, for Pro Fan League part of the reason that I felt it was important to start the Pro Fan League podcast is to help be a catalyst for people who really enjoy sports and also are looking to live their lives in ways that make a difference for others. But I also look across the sports world and there is a very slim category of Of content producers who are producing sports content from the Christian world view. Who are examining what we're seeing in in the culture of sports and sports media. And trying to filter it through the things that the Bible has to say about life. Who are drawing people to the good news of Jesus Christ. And his amazing power to save and his amazing ability to stir hope in the heart of a human. Far more lasting than seeing your favorite team win. Or being let down by the poor defense at the NBA All-Star Game. Jesus never lets people down. He is the ultimate victor. Victory over sin and death. That's why I start this show every single time with Jesus has conquered sin and death. And that makes this a great day. Because when we have that as the cornerstone of our perspective, and it is a hard view to keep. We can't. We're not strong enough on our own. But when we pray, Lord, turn my eyes upon Jesus. There's amazing hope there. And these kinds of conversations, what the NBA is trying to do, should players play hard? Should it be an expectation that they give a great effort at the All-Star game? All of these kinds of conversations, I believe, are informed through the book of the Bible. The book of the Bible is authoritative. The book of the Bible governs life. It reveals the heart of God the Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the triune God, to us so we can walk with wisdom and discernment in the world. And often in my 30 years of listening to sports content on the radio, reading sports content in magazines, the amount of coverage of sports from a biblical worldview is skinny, near non-existent. Tip of the hat to Sports Spectrum. Sports Spectrum, the magazine and the podcast they have at Sports Spectrum have been doing this for a long time and that's a beautiful thing. And there's a few others. There's a few other sports podcasts or shows where there's been an attempt to dissect the world of sports through the lens of the Bible. But I think there needs to be more. And that's part of the reason that this show exists. To offer analysis of sports through a biblical worldview to help people define their big whys to encourage us to establish our micro and macro missions in light of those big whys, but to have open hands before the Lord. That our lives are in his hands, that he's working for his own glory and our good, and that the person of Jesus Christ stands ready to save from sin. That's a big idea of what this show is about. This is show number 36, going now for four months come Saturday. And if this show has had some value to you, I would ask that you please share it. If you have a social media availability in some way, please mention this show. I also know that many of the people who listen to this show don't use social media too much. And that's probably for the better. So if you know of somebody who's a sports fan, who knows that Jesus loves them, and is looking for sports through a biblical worldview, please consider mentioning the Pro Fan League podcast to them. However you take in this show, whether you hit the YouTube channel, please subscribe at the YouTube channel. Please leave a five-star review. I'm grateful I we got our first comment on the Apple podcast a couple weeks ago. Whoever that was, thank you. Please engage the show. And I would also ask, would you send me an email? Would you consider sending me an email to Gibbs at profanleague.com? with some ideas of how you would appreciate being engaged as part of Pro Fan League. Would you appreciate like a Facebook live? Would you appre- how can how can the community of Pro Fan League start to get some engagement that would be meaningful? Are you even interested in that? Let me know. But in these situations, <clears throat> Adam Silver is probably going to try and address the NBA All-Star game with more money. But when I hear these players talking, when I hear Vince Carter talking about how young guys don't want mentorship because they're rich, I hear heart issues. This is not about the money. This is about having a teachable spirit. This is about humility. This is about a lack of John 3.30. He must become greater, I must become less. He must become greater, I must become less. That's what John the Baptist says in the book of John. And for a follower of Jesus, we are called to have that same mentality. I don't think the mentality of the NBA player at large is to serve the fan. I think there's a lot of entitlement in the NBA, in pro sports in general. But the arenas continue to pack out. The TV contracts continue to be signed. And it continues to give us an amazing classroom to examine life, to receive the grace of God through examining his word, to have a laboratory to consider how we can be not just fans, and to also respect The tremendous ability that we see in the world of sports. Because it's there. If those gentlemen, those 24 guys in that gym, wanted to play hard defense and put on a basketball show, they certainly could. And that's what's drawing people to the sport. They're incredible athletes. They're incredible athletes. And... The people know it. We know it. So, the NBA All-Star Game was a mixed bag. Does the world of sports, does the world of sports talk need Jesus? Yes. The answer is yes. But it's not just the world of sports. Our families need Jesus. Whatever business we're running... From a podcast, to a landscaping company, to an accounting firm, to a manufacturing firm, to a car dealership. Every single sector of the industry needs Jesus. We all need Jesus. And praise God, he is ready. He stands ready to save. He never fails. So today be encouraged by the person of Jesus Christ who's alive and coming again and bringing a kingdom with him that cannot be shaken encourage somebody today don't emulate the NBA players and this isn't all of them there are NBA players who want to learn there are NBA players who play hard but let's not overgeneralize it And please forgive me if I have. But let's not emulate what seems to be, according to Vince Carter, the idea in the league that just because you have a lot of money or you have a lot of experience, you don't have to learn anymore. Let's not emulate that. The Bible draws us to a spirit of humility, a spirit of working as though unto the Lord, a spirit of he must become greater. And by he, I mean Jesus Christ and his impact in our lives. And I must become less. I being my ideas, my loves, my appetites. May we have an increasing and growing desire to love the things that God loves. And I will tell you this. That is what could change the NBA. That is what could change the NFL That is what changes lives all over the world. Hearts that are being softened by the Lord to love what God loves. And where do we find what God loves? Inside the Bible. On that note, I hope you have an amazing week. Go make plays. Enjoy Yammer Yager's Mollet. It is a sight to behold. It's like the Mount Rushmore of hair. But don't take your hope there. That's just a little taste of visual fun. Our hope is anchored in the Lord. God willing, I'll talk to you Friday. Have a great week. We are not just fans. Thanks for listening.